Welcome back to the Long Play Listening Party, everybody. Howie Howard here with Nate, along with Alex, Austin, and CJ from Scores. Hello. We are going to be listening to the back half of their album, Volume 1. If you haven't heard the first half, I highly recommend you go back and pick up that episode. Lots of outstanding music and stories and lying, probably, on there. Uh, what an accusation. Oh, no, no, no. Sorry, Alex and I had a little exchange off mic sure. about, about the lies that maybe not everyone was party to. But, Nate, why don't you hit us with a song? This one is, uh, what's it called? Can't Sleep? Can't Sleep, Don't Bother. Can't Sleep, Don't Bother. Sleep, don't bother. Love, that ta- love that title. Do you really? I do. Yeah. I like Can't Sleep, Don't Bother a lot. Was that an accident uh, it, we ended it, up? With that as a title, I couldn't tell you. <laughs> they say that you, you, if you wake up, like if you can't sleep during the night and you wake up, you need to get out of bed, go to a chair, maybe read or something, and then you can fall back asleep. Like as opposed, if you to just sit there, there and try to go back to sleep. Yeah, anxious and stressed not, out. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you can't sleep. Why bother? Yes. DJ, what do you think about this one? This is a CJ original that was sent over to Austin and I. Pretty bare bones, sparse demo. The lyrics, the, the vocal was there. And I can't remember. And in, in the, uh, the main, like, bass main guitar. Bass. Yeah, I had the bass with the guitar that follows the bass. Okay. Um, yeah, I was just mostly interested. I, I think I talked on the the, the previous a lot episode. Yeah. Well, no, not the lost lip, oh, just oh, the previous episode. Oh, that uh, um, I was, this song is like very heavily influenced by Survival, the, this particular Bob Marley album that I really love. Um, and I feel like you can hear that heavily. Uh, and that's pretty out of your guys' wheelhouse. So I, I was just interested to see what what you guys would do with it. You know, you definitely shifted the vibe of it which I think was good. It needed to not just be a, a reggae demo. The first thing you uh, literally add in the synth liner here and right here, the boom, boom. Which is these major modes. We yeah, added in, like, well, now there's a chorus now. Like we just threw these majors in there. Again, very LCD sound system inspired for sure, but. Uh, but it shifted, what's interesting about, about that though, is it shifted the emphasis, I feel like, mm-hmm. because where I was playing it was a little bit more off off beat and yeah. I feel like that that pushed it more of a solid uh, hit the one yeah this is another song we, we, we did with Joel that's a killer riff though man it's great um, god so good the bass line um, the, 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 the that main guitar riff yeah mm. and then and then <laughs> when you go down and throw that octave on that uh, that's sick that falsetto you're hearing is actually amazing that was Austin yeah, yeah that wasn't pitched up Austin did the highest nice. falsetto I've ever yeah. heard on that demo I remember I was like I was like this, I'm hearing this high note so we just I just did it yeah. <laughs> yeah. sounds great though <laughs> love this right here the synth takes over and starts doubling the organic guitar lines i love how the song morphs from very minimal all organic mm-hmm. instrumentation by the end of the synths have taken over and it's become a machine yeah a go-go bells on this one as well yeah a lot of lcd sounds and go-go bells going yeah, there a lot of <laughs> did you all say you bought, you bought some go-go bells just for this Oh, we bought a bunch of go-go well, bells. Well, we bought we literally bought a bunch of cowbells and a go-go bells for LCD sound system tribute band. For that tribute, right. For, yeah. for the tribute band. And then around the same time, we just started naturally kind of bringing them into some ideas we were working on. And then that was right when scores were really picking up. So we were like, this should be a percussive band. Like, that was also another idea from the Bass, percussion, like, and drums. Yeah. yeah, bass, percussion, just okay. like really groovy. So, like, most songs have a lot of percussion, if you haven't noticed already, and a lot of it are bell work that we're just like, let's just make that a theme, you know? Because really, who else does that other than LCD Sound System? That is true, and and it's funny, like, when we were learning the LCD Sound System Maybe Holy Ghost. 
Yeah, yeah Holy and, Ghost and Holy Ghost sure. is a huge influence on what might be the next song. I can't remember the track listing for doing Berlin Lines next, maybe. No, it's, yeah, it uh, is. It's it? not. No, it's, no, it's uh, Keep uh, Your Eyes Closed. Uh, but one LCD sound system trick that I've noticed is, you know, they'll repeat the same groove over and over again, and then halfway through, you know, two minutes into the groove, they just add a cowbell, and that's the only new layer they've added, but it kicks yeah. up the, the intensity I love that, so much. I'm a big... One thing that I've, like sort of come to terms with and i say it that way because like i I felt uh very weird about it for a long time i I really like linear style songwriting like Mm -hmm. i like i like things that just are you're really going back and forth between a and b really but you're Mm -hmm. just adding a little something here and there and building up a certain amount of tension um I, i just really love that style of songwriting i feel like uh, I feel like Austin's style of drums and the particular style that he chose on this lends lends itself to that really well, or I guess style of percussion, I should say. Yeah, but, and that yeah, track, uh, that one was was tracked in the, Lawrence. At, that was was a, that at the Coopers? That, that was, was at the Joel. Bar. That was at that was the upstairs bar. Yeah, with, with Joel, Joel. Yeah, Joel Martin, yeah. Uh, producer engineer. For those who missed part one, uh, we tracked that pretty uh scrappily in lawrence kansas at a little makeshift studio that joel had set up and but he he had made this room just work and it sounded so cool yeah it did the, his drum tones he would just so good. like uh, more inside baseball but a lot of times when you track drums nowadays it's very common to put on what's called a sample so you might record a snare drum but you'll actually layer on a fake snare sample on top and it just makes it sound, I don't know, more pro, I suppose, or a better sounding tone. For, consistent, for, for consistency or something like that. For consistency, yeah. exactly. There yeah. are no drum samples on this album. There's a couple digital, like, like clearly digital loop stuff. But like that, all that snare, which sounds incredible, that is just Joel being a very good engineer in this small little barn room. And he's threw a mic on the mm-hmm. snare. And it was his snare. Like he's just, yeah. he's just good. Don't sell yourself short. You played the drums. Well, though. I mean, it takes yeah. a good drummer to get the tones, also. <laughs> but all these tones, all the drum tones, are completely natural. Which I we did not mention that last time. So yeah, the, all cool. the snare, there's all the snares in particular. They sound really good, and there's uh, some hi hat work that sounds good. And those were just cracked hi hats that Greg and Joel both knew how to mic upright, and that's all natural, all natural drums throughout the. Yeah, album. This, we're we're an all natural band. We're all natural band. <laughs> Well, no, I love that that hybrid uh, with with the uh, like acoustic set and sort of an electronic in- uh, instrumentation. Like uh, Tycho does that. Like mm-hmm. um, that's a great, like his that's live a shows. Yeah, his live shows are amazing. But like, what what really does it for me is just seeing that band. I mean, I know that there's some other stuff that's going on, but I mean, as far as visually, what you're seeing and, and hearing. Um, I love how he 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 works with with the, the live drums in that and context. On that one too, it was kind of neat uh, to kind of get into again the difference between how just people approach music. Um, Joel, for example, when you sent those vocals for that song, CJ, like those were quote unquote the demo vocals that you had you know tracked for us to work with. And then we got into the studio and we're, we're properly tracking the drums to the song. And Joel was very much like, no, your vocals, that captured the vibe of what you guys were going through. Why would we retract these? Mm-hmm. Keep, we're using the quote unquote demo vocals. And those, those are the demo vocals. Yeah. Because you can get caught up chasing, you know, it's called chasing the demo where you have a demo and you're recreating it because you're in a nicer studio. And then you end up just striving to get the same quality of the demo. And right out of the gate, Joel is just like, no, we're not doing the vocals. Those are like, they're done. They sound incredible. And we, I think we all felt that too, but we didn't, we just assumed. Well, like, we were yeah, it was kind of like, like well, aren't we supposed to redo well, it's them like, again? Like, yeah, like, we're paying a... to be here. And yeah. then, and then once Joel's just like, why would we touch those? You're like, yeah, because they're perfect. You're right. We don't need to do anything with those. What do you think about that, CJ? Yeah, were you wanting to retrack them, CJ? I'm still pretty disappointed in the vocals on that. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> no, I, uh, let me be honest. I never want to redo vocals ever. So if, if Joel or whoever is producing will allow me to just leave, I, I have, I'm big on feel 
I'm really big on feel, which sometimes I I have a hard time seeing like forest of the trees or whatever that saying is on, on pitch. Yeah. Um, and so sometimes I, I will get pitchy and, and he's pushed me like, no, we do like on the, on the next bones, record, there's definitely a few that he, he was like, no, dude, this we're going to need to redo this. Well, cause you, you, uh, you can, you know, where you're, where you're going and what your t- intent is, but yeah. if somebody else is listening and does it, no, maybe that they don't interpret it doesn't that. Come through. <laughs> yeah. 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 For yeah. sure. <laughs> yeah, and you need I you need somebody that, that, <laughs> that I feel like nobody's going for. I'm feeling him. <laughs> He's got good feel. Totally, that's funny. Uh, should yeah. we listen to "Keep Your Eyes Closed"? Yeah. You already got any, anything else about uh, anything else about? about I can't sleep. Uh, you know, I think you know. One... I think it's just a, it's a smash. It's a smash. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny yeah. that that song. The entire time when when we were making it, I felt uh, like really sure that I was like, okay, I th- I'm pretty sure this is the first single off this album, mm-hmm. and I'm pretty sure it ended up being the last last single of that, mm-hmm. which is like pretty cool. I feel I feel good about how that went. A lot yeah. of people actually that listen to it that I trust their musical opinion. They were like, well, that's your first single, right? And I think we had already kind of decided Talk Flood was going to be the first quote-unquote mm-hmm. single, but lots of people felt that that had the most, in a weird way, I guess, accessibility, even though to me it's mm. like a bit off the wall, I, you know, in a good way, but a lot of people found it the most listenable, I guess. It's odd, yeah. but it's got, it, it's it, you can, you, it's, an, it's just like a head nodder, though. It's like, yeah, mm-hmm. totally. yes, there's, there's, there's some it, like um, uh, weird, I guess, rhythmic things going on with that. But yeah. it's um, that, that it's a, song feels it's a bop, like, guys. It's a fucking bop, dude. It's a bop. It is. <laughs> yeah. that, that song to me, it feels like is kind of silly to say because of what the title is about. But like that feels like the sun coming up or something. Like it, mm-hmm. it feels. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I feel like a lot of what we've done is like pretty purposefully like cinematic and visual, um, and that one just sort of builds. Like it starts at a at a really pretty meek place and builds into this lots of synth pretty pretty uh not heavy but uh there's a lot a lot more going on and it feels like uplifting in a mm-hmm. in a specific way that i think is really cool yeah which is very different from the next track <laughs> yeah quite opposite from the next track cue the next track keep your eyes closed You guys misspelled your and close. I don't know if you catch that, caught that. No, we're trying to be hip. Yeah. I actually did not cool. know that we did that with closed until just now. Yeah, that was Joel. Joel, that. Joel when he sends over, uh, you know, rough mixes or stems or whatever, he intentionally likes to misspell your song titles. <laughs> and he did that on a couple different ones. Yeah, yeah and we just all, kept them. And we were just like, <laughs> oh, now that's the title now. <laughs> So this is one of the few exceptions where me and Alex had this demo that we had this chorus melody and we left on the we left it on the, the instrumental track on the TJ and we're like we don't have to do with any any part of the song but we, we found this like catchy and then TJ was like oh yeah like that's great and then you know it enhanced the song with all the other melodies for sure. Yeah, I feel like this song, I don't know if you guys hear it or not, or if this was intentional, but I feel like this song as well as Parallels both um, kind of are a shout out to the ACBs a little bit. Um, Just specifically in those hook, the hooks of the songs. Yeah, I think the word, I know. Well, we literally kept telling each other, no, sing it like the ACBs. Yeah. real light delicate like you know just crank up the volume but it's really light and for those listening the acbs are still a, a band or especially active early you know, around like 2010 put out some phenomenal records and it's a band that we reference so frequently all the amazing time. all the time every song that we write i think there's like oh here's what the acbs would be. yeah i think if you write a if you write a song from a standpoint of what would connor do it's going to turn out to be a decent song yes <laughs> like he's he's just that good of he's that good of a songwriter <laughs> he's never not made a, a decent song man uh 
so I played that gig on Saturday with um, the Ben Cartel and the band, and uh, it was Chris Toll and mm-hmm. a couple of the guys, uh, Chris, Chris and Paladin and Jim Pillar. But Chris, it was he had a lot of stories, but one of his stories was about how he was like, I don't know anybody who can fit as many lyrics into a song as Connor can. But like, I don't know how he does it. But like, <laughs> he he has so many lyrics in those songs, it's crazy. It's like I get a I get a, I, I get a verse and a chorus done, and then I'm like, okay, what else? What what now? Yeah. <laughs> From the ACBs, Connor? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No. Uh, no, I'm talking to Ghosty. Forget it. I, oh, oh yeah, no, that's great. That's great. ACBs are from the little band. I am sorry that I confused those. I ACBs. Uh, yeah, those those are flowers well deserved. But Andrew from Andrew from 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 Ghosty. Uh, Chris Toll is He is fantastic. But we were on ACB, so ACBs, lovely bands. Played some shows with them back then. They were, man, they were super fun. Yes, this is straight up Nine Inch Nails. Yeah, we yes. blown out. Can we make this? Yeah. Yeah. We all saw Nine Inch Nails. I mean, you guys have seen them a few times, but we all saw them together a few years ago, and it was one of the best shows I've ever seen in my life. It was always a great experience, yeah. You, you always yeah. leave a Nine Inch Nails show going like, I wanted to sound like Nine Inch Nails. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, but no one should ever attempt to do that. You know, like, mm-hmm. it's kind of an untouchable. We did with that yeah. song. That was the first time we were like, let's just do a Nine Inch Nails distorted, blown out horn sound. And then that was another one with Joel mixing oh. it. We just kept telling Joel like, okay, just the ending's cool, but like go completely wild with the mix on the end, like just go nuts. And he finally sent a mix back that was titled the way that it's spelled. That's why we stuck with it. That like he just nailed the nastiness of the outro. And we're like, that is that's the mix we're looking for. We happen to be sitting with our actually when we got that mix, we were in Chicago at the time. Uh the Hembry guys who Austin and I perform with happened to be in town. They were staying with us and we got that mix. And we're like, hey, Joel just sent a mix. We're gonna put it on if you don't mind. I remember Garrett from Hembry started laughing afterwards. He was like, that's the coolest thing we've ever heard. Well, yeah, I, think, yeah, I think his comment was, man, it just makes me want to go fight someone. <laughs> I was like, yeah. Dude, it is an intense song, but yeah, the ending, that, that ending is, is, is crazy. That, um, I wanted a to cool thing going. about a cool thing about that song. And, uh, what was it? Was it parallels? I think it was maybe keep your eyes closed in parallels. Maybe it was broadened out. Uh, we had Josh Landau, who, who played in Spirit as a Spirit. Um, he played he played a number of instruments in that band, but he happened to show up and had his trombone with him. And yeah, while we, we were just at, were like, we man, load it up, dude. And, and he played some trombone on those two, and we, Joel tweaked it and distorted it and blew that thing out, and it just sounds nuts. I mean, that... I do remember he showed up like right when we were working on the outro of that and we're all like, you know, more distorted synth. And then he like walks in the room. We're all kind of looking at him like, Oh wait, you play trombone. He's like, yeah, I got my trombone. We're like, get the trombone. And we just, he immediately <laughs> walked in and, we're, and he just goes like, what do you want me to play? And we're like, just one note. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the whole song is just one note. So just go ahead. Yeah, and, get and then we did have him double the melody. We did, yeah. And yeah, it, he, yeah, it's yeah, it's really so cool. That, yeah, that, that trombone added a lot. And that, that <laughs> that's kind of, awesome. That's, he, he can, he, that's awesome yeah. that he could play that. Just like come in. Oh yeah, he, he was always a pro, and that was very yeah. representative too. I, I think a different approach, uh, and not, again, not to speak on behalf of Austin too much, but of, of the idea of like very, very much being open to collaboration. Like we were in the studio, jo- Josh showed up. Like Josh, you want to be on the record, and he was down for it, and we were all down for it, and it turned out great. And I think that's mm-hmm. a different being open to that sort of collaboration and like happy accidents that maybe in the past I hadn't been open to. I know. Yeah. Or, yeah, like, or we yeah. just hadn't been in a situation where that would allow True, for that. Yeah. Or if you have a musician yeah. in the room, especially in this case, that plays an instrument you don't even play. It's like, yeah, why wouldn't you be? Why wouldn't? It? Let's try it. Let's try some yeah. If it sticks, yeah. it, it sticks. But and in yeah. this case, it's stuck for sure. Yeah. That, that song, I'd say that song and uh, parallels, I think were the, absolute hardest to write 
vocally, I think probably that one was the biggest challenge for me. That that one took me a long time to figure out how to fit something that I that I would want to listen to within that chord progression and that timing. Um, and it it ended up just being I, I kept trying to like structure things out and like figure it, like actually time things out, and I couldn't figure out to I couldn't figure out how to because whether that's because i don't know how to count or <laughs> i don't i don't know what it's so, uh, yeah i don't know but it, both of those i remember just i would just hit hit record and literally like close my eyes and just like feel out like i would just sing i would just feel some shit out um until i hit it and it, and it that's just where i ended up i, I sort of beat my head against the wall on those you for a little pray, while i will say one of my you used the phrase um, Harlequin pattern in there, and I think that's one of the coolest lyrics, one of the coolest phrases I've ever, ever in the history of the world heard in a song. Becky, <laughs> you fit in the it's, phrase Harlequin patterns. It's yeah. it's, it's so interesting. Cool. I love it. I appreciate that. There's there's uh, one thing that like is very interesting to me through these. What what will by the time we end up finishing this being like. Uh, something like five hours of talking about this 30 minute record um, is, is that Alex and I like very different things. All almost every part that Alex is like this part that you did, I think is really cool is one of the parts that I'm most self-conscious about uh. like specifically like that, that, that line specifically I, I was looking at when I was reviewing for like going over stuff for the pot. I was like, man, I wish I would have said something else. And so yeah. I, yeah, I genuinely like, I, I appreciate this. You're, you support all my weak points on this. Yo, I appreciate yeah. well, that a lot, man. Well, because you're, you're being vulnerable. You're trying something a little different. Like, Hey, I'm, I'm so supportive of it. When you had sent the, the rough demo vocals back, I was, that was the line that stuck out to me. And then <laughs> when we tracked that song, with Joel, the original version was probably a minute, minute and a half longer. Mm-hmm. And I can't remember what, what reason it ended up being this way, but I went back in with Joel the following day to just get, get files as you go. And we started mixing on that. And we ended up chopping out about a minute, 30 of that song and built it around the vocal parts because the, the vocals were so crucial to that song. And then also by the end, we're like, you know, there's no expectations for this project, but it's a little indulgent if we have a minute long of just that Nine Inch Nails synth at the last. That's all mm-hmm. I want. I know. And it went on. I wanted, like, I wanted more of it, though. Oh, uh, it went on for like, a, it. trust me, it went on for another couple minutes of just. Yeah, just yeah. I, I could have wow. used a lot more of that. I, I'm, yeah. I might, I mean, if it was like me somehow coming up with something that cool, I probably would have let it go for a while. Well, that's my fault then. I yeah, it. I, because the, the, the drum pattern on that outro, it's like fast 16th and then we go full 30 seconds. Yeah. And, you know, it was a, it was a bitch to record and, but both sections were like a good eight bars of the 16th, eight bars, 32nd. And it, yeah. like, it was long. I got video of Austin playing the 30 seconds. Was, I couldn't believe it. Joel was, Joel was like, because you were on the you were on the beat on but the but I click. fell apart. Yeah, I think I like literally collapsed on the last. But you na- you crushed the take and didn't we didn't have to be corrected. Well, and, it, it and then incredible. you trimmed it all out and, and then you I cut took it, out. it down to one bar. Like, God, <laughs> yeah, <damn."> great performance. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the, the original version that outro was way longer and just disgusting. I mean, probably this is the the right move to trim it down. But we, I don't know, man. I mean, we we made we 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 made some jokes about volume two last time, and I think. I think that's a volume two move. Yeah. I think you just think need to podcast is long and gross. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> volume two is called volume long. two long and gross. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same song, just longer versions of them. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I back, think we're coming uh, back to talk about the same songs, but longer and grosser. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The, the podcast will be longer and grosser as well. Hey, so uh, the next song up is Berlin Lines, which is like a double or triple tundra, if I recall correctly. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so let's let's hear that. Let's talk about it, Alex. Well, this was one of the first ones, too, along with the Alligators. Yeah, I think. Berlin yeah, it Lines, was. It was. You know, Insider Baseball, again, the... Uh, the tracks blend seamlessly and we're really okay we sequence this out that those are samples of um we recorded on our phone when we were on our european backpacking trip in dublin and that is the dublin crosswalk b 
beeping sound, if I'm not mistaken. We ended up putting it on a beat and making building the entire song around it. Yeah, that's correct. This song is called Berlin Mind because this is about the lines you get on your face after a, a night in Berlin. You got permanent wrinkles. Permanent wrinkles around your eyes. So Berlin lines are the lines on your face because Berlin will do that to you. Yeah, it's not about the other lines, the degenerates who may be thinking that way. No. Not me. Not, not me. Absolutely not. Drum tones on this are so cool. These are the deadest drum tones. This we, is a back to Greg. This is a Greg engineered mix produced song. We recorded this at my parents' lake house in Fort Scott, Kansas, and we turned their smallest bedroom at this, this, their cabin into a drum room and then just muffled the hell out of the room, soundproofed it with blankets and mattresses, and these are as dead as we could make the drums. It's like we're doing a film commentary, but there's nothing to see. <laughs> I can imagine that drum that drum room very easily. I can see what that looks like and yeah, uh, very tight bedroom. We, we took all the bottom heads off all the drums, so it's just all top heads. Yeah. Get the resonant head off the kick drum and shoved the mics right up to the head, so it was like just hitting like a magazine cover or something. It was just like dead. And then Greg was yeah. able to crank them in the mix super loud, so. Which is and this is the a drum room and the vocal room were the same. Yeah. yeah. And this is a full-on kind of dual duet thing. Yeah, I was going to say. No, this is the other ACB. You know, I was wring about what yeah, I said. Yeah, this, oh, is, this the is the most ACB's thing. Yeah. And when, when we were writing the demo, we were like, I think it was awesome. It was like, no, we got to go full ACB's. Very yeah. delicate delivery on this. Ooh. Ooh. That's what we should. I mean, volume two score should just be called full ACBs. Full ACBs. We'll, we'll just see what happens. That should be our only expectation. Full oh, ACBs. Got to get Connor on a song in the next oh, yeah. No, we should get Connor in the band next time around. Dude. We'll <laughs> see what happens. Yeah, I mean, I scrapped the Brian Eno cards. Just put uh, full ACBs on a note card. Put that in a box. Get ready. Get ready. That little chime is a. Uh, there's a chime in there that is Greg's phone alarm going off take, to remind him to take his medication. And we heard it while we were playing back the song. We're like, whoa, whoa, when did, who put that melody in there? It's incredible. He's like, I don't know. What is that? We couldn't figure it out. And come to find out it was his alarm going off in the back. And we're like, let's track that. <laughs> it's on there. I, I love Alex. I love, so this song, I feel, I, I don't know. From my perspective, I don't know how much Austin was involved in this, but this song is almost entirely Alex. Back in my head. No, that's no, an awesome bass line. This is entirely me, and then Alex did the This bass line is on. And then this was me ripping off. This is literally me ripping off Holy Ghost on the No doubt about it. Yeah. Well, I really love how you ripped off Holy Ghost in yeah. this part. I think that's really cool. Another fun tidbit on the original demo, the song went super loud here. Like yeah, we had a second dance. And then we got to the point where we we're supposed to track all these guitars and stuff to go big. And and Greg and CJ were like, well, what, what do you mean? This is this is it. It's down. We go down. Mm -hmm. And I think Alex. Yeah, it's time to it, empty it out. It oh, it took me a while to convince me just because in my head, we actually had performed it live as the Noise FM. Yeah. And we went massive on we the went big on the yeah. end. And this, right. this was the right move. This is incredible. Just, just incredible. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't notice it the first time, but that, that bass is pretty dead, too. Is that got foam the on it or something? bass is very dead, yeah. yeah when we tracked with Greg, we put a lot of foam on all the, yeah, the pickups of the bass. Real dead. And that's a foam? Vocal melody. Yeah, we put underneath, underneath the strings underneath to the really strings. make them dead. Gotcha. No, no uh, release on them, I guess. That, um, da -da 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 -da. And then it kind of like fades out towards yeah. the, like, to my left. What, what was that? 
that was the Korg, um, what is the, the, the micro small synth that everybody's got. Uh, um, yeah, yeah, the, micro uh, yeah, the micro Korg. Microcorg, yeah, it's in my closet yeah. over there, and yeah. that was your classic like stock setting that I'd use as the demo. But I ran it through a delay yeah. pedal, thinking we would change it, yeah. and it just fit so well. I was like, I guess we're gonna leave that thing. No, man, that was cool. That I mean, I, I mean, it was you know, I I I didn't I haven't heard it uh, until I just listened to it there, and that was like the way that it kind of faded out towards the left and did some weird shit at the end, man. I, I love that. I love that shit, man. I love having that in the songs even though maybe you can't hear it or it's not a primary element but like if you listen to all, totally songs long it. enough yeah and i think we've all experienced this as as musicians in our various bands but like you know we spent a lot of time on the mixes on these things in yeah, specifically yeah. you know i'm a big headphone guy and you know one mm-hmm. of my biggest influences and i could say this probably for cj Noss as well is like nine inch nails and trent reznor how he mixes records and it's like it demands to be heard in a headphones and yeah. you can't expect everybody to listen in headphones, but we spent a lot of time mixing it so there's like, yeah, there's little east candy, ear candy that's bouncing yeah. back and forth. Mm-hmm. I, I, I love it, man. I, I love it. I, I think that's like the coolest thing ever. I think it's uh, one of the most rewarding things ever, especially if you really like the band, is to be able to, you know, listen to a record. And yeah, man, headphones, I, I used to do it, a, I used to listen to it a lot more, I think, when I was younger, like when I was in high school and then maybe college and um you know Let's obviously when i mix I'm, and stuff yeah i'm but, still but, in high uh, school so. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. But like you know i've got you know, i've got the fucking bluetooth airpods and and, and shit yeah. so and you know, it's super convenient but like and, and then there you know my phone doesn't have a, a jack but like i have a really nice pair of headphones and i need to listen to 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 that more i need to figure out yeah. a way to, to be able to do that because it, it is uh it's 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 a, just another experience altogether. Well, it really is, yeah. I've made it a point this year to start doing that again because I, I feel like I had kind of got away from that level of like focused listening. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it's it's fantastic. It's great. Austin's been doing a good job of that. A lot of re- vinyl listening mm-hmm. through headphones. Yeah, I've been mm-hmm. doing vinyl, like you know, a record, and then you actually plug your headphones into the the amp and doing a proper vinyl lesson because that's yeah. a, what an experience to tell you what right. I came for our birthdays uh, back in February CJ sent us um, the one I'm particularly excited about is a vinyl copy of Robin Honey and I cannot wait to finally sit down mm. with a, a headphone listen yeah. of that record me and my girlfriend last month did a headphone party and we ended with Robin how, Honey on headphones how'd and, she do oh she she performed well <laughs> Robin <laughs> Man, you know what? Even even like CDs, like uh, like uh, Tim Tim Finn comes on the bridge on Thursday mornings, and 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 this Thursday he was talking about, you know, how vinyl is great. Or he read her, it was a I think it was a, a a Vice article or a Music Tech article, but how vinyl is great, but it was kind of a pain in the ass. He's like, I don't I don't I don't agree that it's a pain in the ass. I like vinyl, but I I, I realized mm-hmm. that you know I, I saw a box of CDs. Of, you know, great box sets and stuff. I'm like, it's like, I'm wondering, like, you know, if, if you listen to, you know, um, a Bluetooth through your car and then you throw in a CD, like the quality, like it, 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 you don't realize it, it, it's just like, whoa. He's like, so I, yeah. I you know, I'm going to make an, a conscious effort to kind of like, you know, maybe build up my, my CD collection a little bit and have a, sure. a way to listen to them. Even, I mean, you know, I mean, vinyl is vinyl, but like, CDs are physical too. Like you can actually hold a CD, and then oh, the yeah. quality of the sound is 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 that is way better than than you know streaming, which even is, though streaming is more convenient. Which is so, why, I, as a band, we chose to do CDs and not vinyl. That's the why scores, we. That's right. That's we why chose, <laughs> we made a conscious effort to not do vinyl, but to do CD. Because Being a little CD, facetious, we found CD out quickly. Yeah, so we found out quickly. Uh, vinyls just cost prohibitive. For, very expensive well, yeah and it's backlogged it's so yeah. bad right now but the c but like you're saying cds sound absolutely incredible they really do they're mm-hmm. much better mm-hmm. listening experience than anything you're going to stream or bluetooth in your car and if so if your car has a cd player you should be using cds for sure cd is the right choice for this material too with all that low end right because all that true, oh, true. crazy sub yeah. is not going to come through on vinyl that, that mm-hmm. is true very true yeah, and it, well, that that comes back to you know going into the woods on this one a little bit. That that's a mastering 
issue for the most part. And we happen to find an amazing mastering engineer, um, guy. Dave. Dave. Yeah. Wait, Davies. Yeah. Davies. Yeah. Guy Davies. <laughs> guy Ritchie. Guy Ritchie. <laughs> Over in the UK. Guy Ritchie mastered guy this Ritchie record. No, guy Davies, who had mastered a few of our favorite bands. In particular, CJ brought it up previously, but Wild Beasts, and that's how we happened yep. to find this mastering engineer, and he did a very, no, the, the word I would, I, I told Isaac from Hembry, it's like, tasteful is the word I would use. It's just very mm -hmm. tasteful job of mastering this record. Yeah. Which I think is his, I don't know, I guess, I, well, it's, it's hard to, like, mastering is almost like a dark art, you know what I mean? Like it's hard to know whether it's like, is it him or who chooses to go to him? But like, I feel like that's a, a quintessential, like the albums that he's a part of, um, are like they're, they're somehow over the top and tasteful, mm -hmm. you know, like I, I feel like with, with the wild beast records, they're like incredibly indulgent, but like you can hear every single thing that's happening. Um, which to me like speaks to at least a little bit of limitation, you know, and what I'm sure they could keep on layering shit and, and hiding it if they, if they allowed themselves to, you know? Yeah. But, yeah. Well, yeah, that was time for alligator. Dream. No, I think yeah, it's time it's for alligator. Bringing it full circle. Yeah. So this, this last song, I suppose, was the first, uh, track that we actually worked together we talked about on the first episode of this podcast we're keeping up uh this is the a demo that me and alex worked up and we didn't know what to do with it and we sent it to cj for some vocal ideas and it became the first song as scores that we completed that's a little field recording from the logan square train stop in chicago and that saxophone in the background is our friend dan who originally tracked some sax on this that we ended up replacing with the other street musician but yeah that's old dan Barth i took uh cj i took the zoom recorder my handheld zoom recorder down to the logan square train stop and recorded trains going by and there was a guy playing acoustic guitar that you can kind of hear there a little bit and then we blended in dan who was over at our house in the basement one time doinking around on his saxophone and put mm -hmm. him in there to make it sound like a little street musician that's cool I was trying to tie back a saxophone to the previous song and make it seem like we had like a grand master plan for the record of mm -hmm. like saxophones uh, gonna come back later yeah. on. An overarching theme, something that, yeah. that will tie yes. Well done, gentlemen. Well done. Yeah. You got me calling. Logan Square train just went by. <laughs> We're on the train going downtown. Dance trains in town. The dance trains. <laughs> you hop on or uh, hop on or hop on. Hop on or get out of our way. We, on the uh, first take of this pod, we, we talked a little bit about this, but the, the bass you're in, dun, 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 that was the, the bass that we had on the demo, and when it came time to track the actual song. We didn't feel we needed a redo it because it was a perfect take. Just that the tone was not quite what we wanted. We ended up running the demo bass through an amplifier and micing the amplifier to record uh -huh. the version we're now. Through a real shitty, cheap yeah, little we, practice amp. We wanted to thin it out a little bit and make it sound less like a good bass and more like a mid level, you know, like a just a more bad bass right there. Yeah, yeah bad. We wanted more bad bass. That's, that's what you're hearing. It's almost not, sounds like, like video. It sounds like a video game base. Like an eight. So, so, so what, was, what was that? What was that? Was it a synth kind of doing like a melodic thing? Uh, that was that was through the micro cord also, right which has for being. It's almost like an arpeggiated thing or, or a sequence or a sequence. I think that was we we did it manual. We did a manual. Just, like, just like okay. two notes. It's just a step up from each other. It's just really gross. It's actually an ostinato, Nate. That part? Yeah. That's yeah. Part? yeah. There you go. Thank you. Thank you, Howie. I think we got your new gamer tag at the very Ostinato. least. <laughs> ostinato 69. <laughs> ostinato 42069. <laughs> There's some. Uh, Dude, I love, I, man, I love the, the vibe of this. It's, I mean, it, you know, I, it's easy to say it's 80s, but 
Man, it, it, it's very reminiscent uh, to me of like an M83 track or yeah, yeah, yeah. or somewhere around that. Like, like just there's a real cool percussive thing going on. That is a microphone that was close mic on Austin's lap, and he was just patting his no, legs. It might have been my stomach. Was it like your stomach? It's just so open just, and and oh man, yeah, I made so a, good. A clap track that sounded more like skin, not hands, and but it's hit your stomach and we might get and distorted it. Yeah. We blew it out. And here's the Michael Jackson thriller section. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> that high synth was your Juno. For that sure. was the Juno. Yeah. Okay. This I feel like is the most like it sticks out the most lyrically. I think probably because it was the first. Like it's it's, it's yeah. I, I love the lyrics on this song. I'm not gonna lie, CJ. Yeah, I don't think, you, I don't you need to do that solo thing again, man. Thank you. There, there, there you go. go. I think this seems like there's less vocal effects on this one than some of the others, too. Yeah, this one's a little more dry, for sure. Mm -hmm. This is the last vocal song we recorded with Greg in the cabin, and we didn't real dry. Yeah. yeah. I wish I could remember that mic that Greg had. I really love that mic. A rhythm mic of some sort. Bees knees? Is that what it was called? Well, yeah, Is that a mic? Yeah. Let's Google it. All the song plays. Google it. This is another one. All, all live drum tones. Yeah, There's no samples. And Greg, I mean, Greg did a phenomenal job of making that. That's awesome, dude. Sounds That's so good. Yeah. yeah. He, I remember because me and Alex had worked with Greg a lot on Noise FM stuff and some other projects. And this was the first time that we, when mixing, Greg was so stoked on the drum tones he had gotten. And we had just, it was an experiment. You know, we recorded in this cabin. None of us had ever been there before or, you know, recorded there before. And Greg was so excited. And it was fun to see him excited by tones that he got because he didn't quite know what to expect, like none of us mm -hmm. did. And he was like, mm -hmm. whoa, these are some of the best snare samples I've ever gotten, snare tones. And it was just because we piled into a bedroom and put duct tape all over the, all over the drums. <laughs> and and he just great. cranked them up in the mix. And, well, and, and so I think it, it, sometimes it's harder, like uh, in particular, Greg had mixed a lot of the Noise FM songs. And some of the songs that we had the most trouble with were like the loud rock songs that we wanted the classic, like, here's how drums are supposed to sound. And sometimes those are the hardest to mix and make sound good. Where this one, again, with the no expectations of like, hey, we're getting the deadest drums we can in a small little room at my parents' lake house. Whatever we end up with, we're going to deal with. And it made it having those limitations combined with like, oh, we'd have no idea like what it should sound like made it. I uh, gave it flexibility. Limitations mm. and no expectations. Limitations and expect limitations, no expectations. No expect yeah. yeah. Limitation. No <laughs> Another thing uh, I want to mention is that the the cover of the CD, should you oh, yeah. should you purchase it, was a painting that that Greg did that we all thought was really cool. All right. Greg is a multifaceted kind of dude. Yeah. The artwork's very. Um, I guess experimental is a term or contemporary experimental. And it's an actual painting that Greg then took a, a high quality photo of, and then we made it into the album artwork, but we thought it represented the music very well because it's shape based, but it's abstract shape. So we like, we felt like it complemented the organic like, mixed or, with yeah. the synthetic yeah, kind of yeah. literal synths. And then you have organic drums, organic vocals, whatever, but it's, it was a good combination in the end, and the art was it just kind of grabbed all of our attention. And that was so while we were so. at the, the cabin recording with Greg at some point. Yeah. Came up that Greg said, like, by the way, I've been painting also. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody paints, whatever. And then he showed us some, some photos of some of his work. And we're like, Jesus, Greg, you're, first of all, what's wrong with you? It's really hard. <laughs> second, it's really good. Yeah. 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 What we're saying, yeah, that's, that's, like an NFT uh, type of thing. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. And, and next time you got to you, you lock yourself in a cabin for four days and, and come up with a like a yeah. really badass gorilla. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
That will be volume two. Just yeah. a cool ape. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we have uh, we have one more track, Bars. Yeah. yeah give us yeah. the outro. Yeah, give us right. the yeah. outro to the album. All right, take it home with the, the single. This is a, a snip. It's like, it was born oh, okay. out of this, your eyes. Yeah, this is that Nine Inch Nails thing I was saying I want more of, so. Well, this is the yeah. well, Here's your more, and I can close <laughs> I'm already happy. Maybe you can hear we me hit. on the phone. With pitch down way low. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, the trombone sounds like death coming upon you. No, it Love sounds it. like something's wrong, man. It sounds like something's going wrong. <laughs> yes, sounds like absolutely. A bad trip or something. Yes, yes. Right after your eyes closed, we had been kind of mixing it a little bit, and Joel, for one reason or another, was moving some bits around and accidentally hit half the beat on Pro Tools and played this back. And I think we all sort of freaking out, like, whoa. Yeah, yeah, keep that. We started laughing. We're like, this sounds I mean, like It, it kind of reminds me of War of the Worlds or some shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, and it was like, well, we've got to keep that. Yeah, we didn't know what to do with it, but all of us knew that this should like, be on the album somewhere. At one point, it was like, going to be at the beginning, and it was going to be in the middle. And they were like, nah, it should be at the end, but it should be on there. There was a brief sure. moment where I think it was going to be track one. Yeah, I, I think I was all for that idea. <laughs> we had also originally uh, hoped to get Marty from Ebony Tuss. Um, he played in Cowboy right. and Bear with me on it. And that, that didn't end up happening, not not because of Marty. I can see an Ebony yeah. Tusk uh, remix of this. Yeah. Yeah, he would crush it. Not too late. Volume two. It would be a sick track one on volume two. We should. Cool. That should be. Uh, that should be scores theme. His bars just makes it on every record we make. Yeah. A, different a different version of it. Different. Yeah. We'll have Marty on on the next album. And the reason it's called bars was when Joel bounced it down. It was four bars of the song repeated over and over again, and that's why he had labeled it bars. And we're like, well, that's got to be the the name of the song now. <laughs> Nothing like making it easy. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I absolutely love the the way that that synth that uh, Joel had sounds when it, it slowed down that much. I yeah. love it. I love that track. I, I genuinely do. Like I, I would imagine a fair amount of people would listen to that. And be like, what the, what the hell? What the hell? <laughs> Why is this? Uh, funny? Which it's funny because. On Spotify, on your you know your release radar, you'll get a new song from artists that you follow or whatever. And I mean, uh, when we put out scores music, I've listened to it from time to time. I'm not yeah, gonna heck lie. yeah, it's on Spotify. You got to. So uh, one time on my <laughs> release radar, I had you know a new uh, Andy Schaff song, new uh, you know whoever song, and then it was bars by, by scores <laughs> and that was what release radar thought that i would want to listen to and i was just like man i really hope someone else got this on the release radar. spotify was working against us from the <laughs> start i specifically exactly. like the idea of putting on andy Schaff, and then my god like, oh, let's hear bars like yeah. the most soft-spoken yeah, introspective algorithms all fucked up yeah <laughs> that's what they're sending <laughs> or maybe they just know me too well uh, here's the song you're gonna like. But at the end of bars, there, if you if you couldn't hear it, it it kind of ends with the little delicate footsteps that seamlessly blend into track one, broaden out. The album's made to be listened just on repeat. So if you get that's why you really want that CD. Yeah, the yeah. CD. Depending on your CD <laughs> player, spinning. we'll keep spinning it. Yeah, mm-hmm. great record. You if you take the right just the right amount of substance you can just play that cd back to 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 back straight back to back have a great night uh four or four days straight i guess well i don't know about that that's that doesn't seem like the right substance or the right i i heard four days straight somewhere no but uh um, to, to, to be serious though, um, you know, I know we've done this a couple of times and, 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 uh, at this point it looks like, you know, we still have our, our buddies, Craig and Jark that aside. Um, I'm really yeah, happy that we, got to do, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> that we, that we got to do this again and listen to this record again and, and go through track by track like we did. Um, 
because I, I and I'm not going to speak for Howie, even though I think he feels the same way. I just, I, it was, it's, I, I love listening to it. I'm going to listen to it more. Um, I mean, the, the, the sense, uh, you know, vibe is, is totally my thing, but, um, I love the fact that you guys said that it was all, you know, natural, um, drum tones and, and, uh, I'm going to pay more attention, I think, to, to the lyrics as, as I keep listening to it, just because, uh, like I told you, it, it's something that I'm, that is, is a little secondary thing to me, but, um, mm-hmm. the record as a whole, man, I, I'm just, I can't thank you enough for, for uh, being willing to do this again and talk about it and go yeah. into depth about it because, um, man, I, 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 like I said, I, I'm a huge fan of the record and um, I appreciate all the, all the stories and inside baseball and stuff that, that we, we uh, talked about. Hey, no problem. Yeah. Well, thank you guys when so we, much for having us. When we do volume two, we'll just have you guys come into the studio and we'll just do a live, live episode, live pod. Or everybody can play on it. <laughs> and uh, Andrew. There we go. Yeah, Honestly, there you go. I don't, I don't play trombone. I don't know what I'm going to do. <laughs> That's the beauty. It doesn't even have to be an instrument. If you just make yeah. the sound. He didn't they said you had to play it good. I mean, you know. Yeah. That's right. You can come. They, they, they wanted, they wanted bad, bad sax, so I don't know why bad yeah. trombone couldn't be any different. Every no, we, did, we needed the trombone to be good. The trombone had to be good. <laughs> had to hit the right note. Wait, wait, didn't we talk about uh, or reference like a, a, a national anthem uh, about that? Well, at the we point? did, yes. Yeah. No, that was the yeah. major influence there was Radiohead's national anthem. Yeah. And I've learned yeah. since then like, horns. In, diff- in various bands we've performed with now, I think that's a common reference point amongst musicians who want squeaky oh. horn. It's oh. national anthem now is like <laughs> by Radiohead, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's like, there's, yeah. There's not a musician. There's not a musician in our generation that didn't hear that song and it was like we got to do that yeah yeah and has done a version it's, of uh, national anthem oh, squeaky horns bass tone squeaky horns the, i mean that whole song is a generation influence for yeah. sure mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yep albums volume one the band is scores cj alex austin thanks so much for coming back on the pod uh, you can hear it everywhere you stream music. You can buy the CD on Bandcamp. Links are in all the descriptions and everything. This has been the Long Play Listening Party. Later, everybody. Thank you. Take Later. care. And we did it. Nice work. Thank you, guys. Now we managed to go even longer this time. <laughs> <laughs> I've had more shit to talk about. What? <laughs>